heard her message twice the words from me. And my wife was singing with me through the same. Sing the right words. And I'll say to her, I wrote the song last night. Words were never at me. Everybody say with me out loud. I am not going to stay in A. I am going to be and to love in Z. Alright, that's our theme this week. From A to Z. A meaning that's where Satan will come and he will attack you and he will try to steal and kill and destroy from you and he will try to make you sick, break up your marriage, doesn't matter. You know one thing I've learned about Satan? doesn't matter if it takes him 20 years, but if he can get your marriage broken up, he'll do it. If he can get your finances hurt, he'll do it. He will keep on people coming to wait for you and I to open up a gap somewhere and open up a door, and who knows what can happen if we open that door. But that's an area, like I've been saying the whole week to me so far, that you and I really don't have to stay. If we are sick, there is another area died on the cross that we call in that area Z. That's where there should be zero attacks no more. That's where my sickness is now healed. My marriage is restored. My finances are now prospering. Free. Whatever problem I had is now not a problem anymore. It's now a victory. I've now overcome it by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of my testimony, and God is the one, the Holy Spirit, gets us out of A into Z. But don't you become like many Christians are and you park out in this area. And you stay here because a lot of Christians like talking about how sick they are. And they talk about how God doesn't do this and, the, and they want this. It's just the way it is. I'm just unlucky. And they don't realize that if they just turn to the right and take one step forward, that what was their future is now their past. They're on their way to victory. But they have to go through some steps and they have to live by faith and they have to go to speak the word. And not only just, and I, I was telling you the whole week, you've got to get into the word, you've got to read the word, you've got to know the word, you've got to speak the word. But James also says, and Jesus also said, if you are a hearer of the word, you've got to become a doer of the word. I'm, I'm afraid there's too many of us Christians that are talking about Christianity instead of demonstrating Christianity. Are we Christ-like? Isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? If we are Christ-like, then I've got to be like Christ, and I've got to do what Jesus did. I've got to start acting and talking and walking like Jesus did. Not like Paul and John and Peter. That's not my example. Jesus is my example. And I want to be more like Jesus. I want to get closer and imitate Jesus Christ. And it's hard sometimes, but we have all the stuff that Jesus has given us. He's given us his name, he's given us his blood, he's given us his word, he's given us the Holy Ghost. Come on, he's given us the armor of God. What else do we need? We have the power and authority that Jesus had in his day. So I really believe that you and I are fighting a good fight of faith God has told us to reign and rule on this earth, and 
whatever Satan throws against us, it's no use just saying, well, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, but you're not acting that way. It looks to me like Satan's got more power than Jesus has. I come for you, Diane, because they should be saying, come on, Satan, that's it. Get behind me. You will not defeat me. I will fight through this thing and do what Jesus said. You will go through trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer. I've overcome you. And we can get through this. I'm an example of a cancer survivor in my throat and my neck and my, and my inside my tongue. God heals me. My wife is an is a example of one percent chance to, to live alive and healthy today. So come on, a lot of us have gone through pain. And I want to encourage you, whenever you go through an attack, don't stay in that, in that attack. Turn around and say, man, Lord, what does the word say about my attack? What does God say I can do? How can I get my, my, my victory? And then start fighting, start quoting, start doing what the word says. Remember what Jesus said? If you hear what my word says,
dumpster. Here's what's going to happen in the dumpster. Chuck's going to come and take her away. So you can't. So you cannot take her away. You can't. You can't take, take her back. So don't take that issue back. I just saying tonight, one touch from God can take you back. And I think on our journey from when we are some lepers that were walking around and Jesus had come down in verse 1 from the mountain and great multitudes followed him. I'm reading out of the New King James because that's about the most medium one that I can find when I go to different churches. Some read out of the King James, some read out of the uh, NIV, but I'm, I'm taking the middle one there. Matthew chapter 8 verse 1 to, to, to 3. When Jesus had come down from mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, look, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Now let's just stop right there before we say anything else. Remember one thing, there's a leper in a leper camp. And he, when Jesus was coming down, it says a leper came and worshipped where did the leper come from? The leper could not walk around anywhere because they were in camps. And they were not allowed to come within 300 feet with people. Otherwise, you could stone them. So lepers, when they were diagnosed with leprosy, was put in camps with other lepers. And that's where they should have, that's where they should stay. They could not mix with you and I because they were contagious. Right? And we would get leprosy. But this guy, So here we 
stupid. They're going to stone you when you get on there. You're not allowed to get close to nobody. You know that. But this guy just had a place and decided to run down there and worship Jesus, fall down before him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, in other words, if it is your will, you can make me clean. Now, let me just tell you tonight, this is where the difference comes from the, the black churches in Africa compared to the white churches. The black people in, 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 in African churches, they never say, Lord, if it is your will, heal us. They say, Lord, it is your will to heal everybody. Because you died on that cross in Psalms 103 for all my sins and all my sicknesses. And they treat salvation same as they treat healing. They don't say that God saves you and forgives your sins because he wants to, but and he always saves people and always forgives people's sins. It's just the truth. But he only heals when he feels like it or when it's his will. They don't believe that way. They believe that that cross is for salvation and for healing. That's how I see it as well. Because when I, Ruth, got saved, I asked Jesus, Lord, please forgive all my sins, right? I didn't go and say, oh, Lord, please, if it is your will, will you forgive all my sins? I, I didn't do that. None of you did that. And when you do something wrong and you cuss or curse or get angry or do something or say something wrong, which is a sin, what do you go to God and say, Lord, accept that you're forgiven, even though you cannot see it. You accept that God is healing you. Why don't we treat healing like that? Why don't we treat healing like that? But okay, let's just stop right there. Keep that thought in your, in your mind. This guy, these guys were sick. So Jesus immediately cuts the guy short when he said, if it is your will, if you are willing, will you heal me? Jesus immediately jumps in and says to him, he put out his hand and touched him and said, I am willing. That's my, it, it is my will. Be cleansed. And immediately the leprous man was cleansed. How many lepers do I have here? No lepers. I'm the only leper. See, I'm not going to talk about leprosy or sickness. Anymore. Do you ever sin? I said, I'll make mistakes, yeah? 
assassin which is just like leprosy. It is contagious. It is a sickness that will kill you. And if I don't get out of that worldly leper camp and run to Jesus and get saved, I will stay among those lepers and I will just be amongst all the sinners in the world, all the drug addicts and all the smokers and all the drunk people, just like I was in, in the rock band. I couldn't get out of that worldly system until I gave my life to Jesus. Jesus turned me, got saved, and, 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 and got set free. And leprosy took that man away from his family. Do you realize that? He was with other lepers. His wife and his children most probably did not get him because when he woke up one day and saw those sore, went to the prophet and said, what is this? And they checked him. I wonder if he ever had a chance to say goodbye to his wife or his children. They just took him away. And today, sin is splitting up. Now we just as well. Sin is splitting up children from their families, men from their women, because they fall into adultery and fornication and drunkenness and drugs. And sin will remove you from your family and your friends. If sin is like leprosy, it makes you unclean. It's contagious. It separates you from people. It leads to death. What did Romans 6.22 say? We're all in sin and falling short of the glory of, 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 of God. And the wages of sin is what? So I want to encourage you as a child of God. I've been told about the one church up here in Africa. All those people that come to that church, before they even go, they have to confess every time before Jesus like you when you pray and come here. Do you know what that pastor makes them confess? makes them confess right there where they sit in church. Everybody pray the prayer and they pray, Lord, please forgive us of our sin. Set us free today before we hear the word that we can be open. And, and, and they'll be, listen, sometimes Satan will make you and your wife have the biggest fight before you went to church. So he makes those people pray that and then he makes them say, Thank you. 
God's grace is already been given. And that's what Kamiya Papa Lemi said. Let me just give you five thousand. That is not the truth. My Bible tells me I've got to repay the contract. And if I get to heaven one day and God told me, well, you didn't have to repay that contract. You only gave it to him. And then once I, I, I forget everything was given, I'm still going to make heaven. But if I get there and I say, well, Lord, I just repented once in my life and never again. He said, well, you had to repent the cassette. I might not make heaven. So I'm going to repent the cassette that you gave me. And I'm going I'm, I'm to get good.
verse 14. Now when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother, so Peter's mother-in-law, lying sick with a fever. In verse 15, Peter said to Jesus, Oh Lord, don't worry about it. It's just my mother-in-law. No, that's not what he said. Let's get back to it. Hey, I'm just trying to lift you guys up and make you guys smile a little bit. No. Peter comes in. Jesus comes into Peter's house and sees his mother-in-law lying with a fever. What did Jesus say or, or do? Verse 15. So he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and served him. So I believe this life we spoke about the leprosy now, that God can touch a leper and get that leprosy away, which represents sin in our life, so God can doesn't matter how long it takes you to get disease. Can you believe? Because the word says, if you can believe, you can receive it. If you can believe, all and everything is possible to you. That means if you are so sick you've got cancer, it's possible that you can get healed. Just believe. But I think we are so spoiled. We, we are a McDonald's church. Your faith and my faith get together, the two 
I've got, I've got faith that I got from the Word, and the Word said says, so he touched her hands and the fever left, and she arose to serve him. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out all those spirits with the word, and this is what it said, healed all of them that were sick. All of them. Now, was there people that Jesus could have healed? Yep. Remember when he went back to his own hometown? And they said, who are you? Oh, this is the carpenter that you've got this mutant in your ego inside that will come down on you. And I don't, I don't think there's a lot of, there isn't a, 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 even all the miracles and healings we hear about in the book, there's no more Jesus. Jesus was more, far more. And there must have been some people, you know, with the woman with the issue of blood touched him, Does he want to heal her? Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But he cannot shoot down because he sees somebody that is not healed. But she was healed. And she is healed inside. Look at her. There's nothing wrong with her. Look at her now. She worships better than most of us. She's more strong than most of us. I know. I believe. But what I'm trying to say, don't you think because you've got COVID or because you've got a heart problem that God cannot heal you or cancer I'm still healed when I, when, I, when, when I get there. The matter of the fact is, does God touch people and heal people? Yeah, Jesus did. Matthew 18, 17. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities, bore our sicknesses, all of them. Matthew 9, 32. The woman with your blood said to herself, If I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be made well. What did Jesus say to her? Woman, be of good cheer. Your faith has healed you. Jesus does heal people. Luke 6, 19. And the whole multitude sought to touch him. Power went out of him. He healed them. Right? The fact of the matter is, we as Christians, disciples of God, all of you, pastors, men, I don't see the pastors, but me and you, when we pray for people, 
raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, make disciples. That's disciple's job. That's what we've got to go and do. So I'm not going to wonder if God's going to heal me. Maybe God doesn't want me to. I'm going to believe God is going to heal you. And you've got to believe with me. And then I believe it over. But if we, if we start off with a mindset of, well, well, then it's also got to be, maybe it's not God's will to save me. Somebody said, but God doesn't heal everybody here on earth. It's a secret, I know. But not everybody can save on the same plane of earth. But the fact of the matter is, I can have the right to believe. If, and if my dad or my brother or my sister is not saved, I can believe that they can get, and I can pray for them to get out of AIDS and get to be and get to be saved. And if they don't, the same with healing. I'm going to pray for you to get out and get healed. I told you the other night, 17 years I put my hand on my wife's head. Thank you, Lord, my wife is healed. 17 years she was in AIDS, sick every night. Thank you, Lord, for healing. Thank you, Lord, for healing my wife. Every night, 17 years later, she's healed. And I could have did another Are you living? Now I fight my battles. Now I fight my battles with the blood of Jesus, boy, and the word of God, and I will be healed. There's two ways that I believe God can, can touch us on earth and that you can, you can say so that your children can get saved, so your parents can get saved. You just believe. And that you can be healed. And if God heals you, fine. And if it's not, then it's just time to go home. Then fine, you can get healed. Number three, how does God touch us? Well, Mark, please turn the book of Mark to me. Mark chapter 8. Then he came to um, Bethsaida, and they brought a blind man to him. Mark chapter 8, verse 32. Sorry, I've got to say that. Mark chapter 8, verse 22. He came to Bethsaida, and they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. People begged him to touch the blind man. So he took the blind man by the hand, led him out of the town, and when he had spit in his eyes and had put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. Then the blind man looked up and he said, I cannot see 100% yet. I see men that look like trees. That to me shows that he wasn't 100% healed immediately. Some of you say to me when I pray for you, How's the pain? It's still there. It's better, but it's not gone altogether yet. That's, that, that's what the guy was saying. I can see, but I cannot see 100. The men look like trees. Then Jesus again put his hands on his eyes and made him look up. So we can pray for you again. And you can come out for prayer again. That's when he was restored and he saw everyone clearly. So I believe the third way, but Hunter, you've been talking about healing now, so why are you talking about blindness? So now I'm going to blindness in a different way. I believe that God opened his eyes. I believe that today, Chris, the church, global church, not just your church, all churches, we need a touch in our spiritual lives. Be honest with me. The world has gone into such an anti-Christ, anti-Bible, 
therefore the light is in you, darkness. Uh, if therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that light? So, I'm saying this tonight. How are you improving your life? What are you watching? What are you listening to? God gave you eyes to look at what you made. Of course, man, I mean, you, your, your phonetic is incredible. I mean, check, I, I'm, I'm from Texas. I've been there 10 years. I've become a citizen of Texas. So, I'm part of Texas. And I, and I love Texas. Otherwise, it's so weird. God gave me eyes to see. But God also gave me eyes to look at you guys, how beautiful you are. But I cannot lust after a, a, a woman now. I'm married. So my eyes are not gone for, for lust. My eyes are there to see the beauty of God's creation. But my eyes have been activated to see the dirt. You see what I'm saying? So that I can do it. What, what is God telling Joshua? spiritually blinded, you're not reading your Bible, you're not praying, you're not listening to God, how can you teach your children spiritual things if you are spiritually blind? And the dad and the mom can lead the family into problems. Blind will lead to blind, and they will both fall into the pit. How does a dad lead his family if he's, if he's spiritually blind? And how does a mom, pastor, if you are spiritually blind, you will lead this church in the wrong direction if you don't see what God's saying. Evangelist, if you don't preach and do what God tells you to do, it doesn't matter how mad they are at you, you are spiritually blind. It's time for the church to start opening up their ears and say, Lord, open my eyes. If you have to strip in my eyes like you stripped in this guy's eyes, it's a solver covenant. I want to see what God wants. Psalms 119, 18 says, 
seven, you go one page back. They brought up deaf man. Do we all know where I'm going now? Verse 32. Listening, our spiritual ears are 
close. Most people have become deaf to God's word. And they don't listen to God no more. They listen to the television and Facebook and TikTok and Hulu and Spotify. Come on. And Apple TV. That's where they get their word from. They don't hear the warning signs of their children when their children... I had people that say they were five years old and they were raped by their grandfather and their parents were so spiritually dead that they don't believe that child. And that child for the rest of his life is scarred. People don't see that their children and their spouses, husbands, are crying out for help and love and understanding. They become spiritually dead. They don't hear what the pastors are saying, preaching. They don't hear the word of, they don't hear when God speaks, when the Holy Spirit is in place. Ears are very you're spiritually dead, you have problems. When you only hear, and I, and I said that Sunday morning, if you, your spiritual life is down here, you're not reading your word at the dead 100%, you're not reading the word, praying, fasting, being obedient, loving people, walking by faith, and your spiritual life is down here, you're going to be like Adam and Eve. You're going to listen to Satan. little boy, when he's got to see God in you, my brother, and I know God in you, I know you are saved, I'm just saying, you act, you work, you hear from God, and you see what God wants you to do, teach that little boy, bring him up in the ways of the Lord, because if he's not going to see God in you, when he grows up and gets saved, he's going to believe in God, but he won't see that God is his father, because he never saw God in him. Does that make sense? Just totally. And I know you're a God kids cannot hear, how can they succeed in life? If kids cannot hear the word of God and do what God says because their parents don't, how can they succeed in this world? Did you know that ears is the first organ that works in the life of a baby? Inside the womb. First organ that functions is the ears. That's why they tell you that you could, what you say. That's why some mama say, I don't want this piece of out of me. I don't want this baby. I hate this baby. And in the end, the baby's born. And oh no, I don't want the baby. You know what you've just done? You've spoken hatred over that baby. Abuse over that baby. Rejection over that baby. And that baby hates it. You know what's the last organ supposed to shut down is pussy? Right? Very important. They're not here. 
That's why I'm not going to pull my ears or my eyes to the left. I'm going to pull my ears and my eyes to the word of God. Not to the trashes of the world. Not what they say. What they say, then it goes a bunch of phonies. I'm just saying it so they can get really great music out of it. I want the truth. Listen to me. See my blueprint, how I, how, how I work. And I would suggest you to do that as well. That was number four. Number five. Man had an incentive in his future to go to the school of the law. You know what an incentive in his future is? The guy couldn't talk properly in his studies. You know how many Christians have got an incentive in his future? Why can they gossip? Why can they criticize? They just ask them to pray lead somebody to the Lord. Uh, uh, Pastor, will you, uh, Dave, will you come and help us with this guy? We need him to pass with the Lord. Why don't you lead him to the Lord? I, I, I don't, I, I've never done that. Well, you better learn something. You know? You're a child of God. You're a disciple. Why can you gossip and tell jokes and, and all this stuff that when it comes to the word of God, you cannot say anything? You don't even know we're hidden scripture. Are we, are we, are we playing? I know I'm sounding Somewhere we got to wake up if we want to pull up our churches and if we want to do what Jesus told us to do, go make disciples. We are not. We're sitting in church warming the peace. And we got to somewhere get this impediment out. And when Jesus cuts it, that obstruction to speak and to stutter. Get it out of the way. People cannot walk with faith. What did Jesus say? You will receive the power of the Holy Ghost to come upon you in Acts chapter 1. Why? So you can be a witness. That's the first thing why you receive power of the Holy Ghost. To be a witness. That's the first main thing. Therefore, after if you believe you speak in tongues, then you speak serve God, and you've got to get saved. Mm. Sometimes we need God to touch our tongue to deliver the spirit and to spread out, loosen our tongue. The last one is in Luke chapter 7, verse 12. And when they came near to the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out. There was a dead man, and Jesus touched the dead man in Luke chapter 6, uh, in Luke chapter 7, verse 12. Lord saw the mother, he had compassion on her, said, do not weep, and she came and touched the open coffin, and after that the young man sat up and he was alive. People say, what did that got to do with us? A lot of us are blind because we are bound up. See, Christ touched that man and he raised him from I believe that the church, many, many spiritual, many Christians are spiritually dead today. Spiritual life is well gone. They act alive, but they are dead inside. They come to church and they sit. What does Ezekiel chapter 33 say? God said to Ezekiel, my people come and sit in front of me. 
you say. People are spiritually dead today. They come to church, don't even carry their Bible anymore. Oh, well, I've got it on my cell phone. Don't tell nonsense to me. Busy playing angry, angry birds. They act alive, on, but, but are dead on the inside. Some of them don't even come. Some of them come to they don't read the Bible. They don't praise and worship. I, had to, I look at them sometimes when they're sitting in the pews. They just stand like that. And you can sing any song you want. They don't want to worship. They're spiritually dead. So what are they doing here? Well, their wife most probably told them to shut up. Or their parents told them to shut up. They're alive in the church, but still, and they come to church, they're alive, but they're bound up with fear, worry, anger, rejection, hatred, bitterness. Jesus said, Lazarus, come out. You all know how we came out, right? He was bound like a mummy. So here comes Lazarus. He was alive. Jesus made him alive, but he was bound up. And we have a lot of Christians walking into the church with certain onlookers. They don't want to worship. They want to read the word. They don't want to pray. But what did Jesus say? Peter and them. Listen. Say, well, I'm not dead. No, you're not dead. You're alive. But are you bound up with anger, bitterness, hatred, resentment, fear, anxiety? What are you made of? That you that you're alive and you don't even worship. Man, the church has got to change. The people out there are looking at us and saying, "You guys say Jesus, this is Jesus. We we see nothing. Show us Jesus." Christian, we've been at times. That we stop talking Christianity and start walking and doing what Christ did. Well, I don't know about you, but I want to trust God to touch me every day and I change my life. I want to trust Him to keep me alive. I told you I'm going to be in remission with cancer next year. If I have one more PET scan, I'm free from cancer after five years. And I told him,
I'll make the mistake and the things will start. But I need to help them to see that mistake is needed. Everybody's 